Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hello, hello. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jen. Okay. I'm so... She's Jess. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I said my name. Listen, all the time lately, though, I've noticed this. People will be DMing and they'll be like, Jen, you mentioned this thing. And in my head, I'm like, that was Jess who mentioned that. And then sometimes I'll be like, Jessica really wanted us to give fall fragrances. And I was like, that was me. Oh, my me. God. So I like to remind people whose voice... Be- so I'm... Does, yeah. That happens to you, right? Not as much. So my name's Jessica Matlin. I'm the one who has like the red hair. And then Jen <laughs> is the one with the dark hair. Yo, I wish every, I wish every podcast did this. Every podcast with two hosts. I spend so much time when I'm listening to podcasts and than like Google trying image, to find yeah. their photos and yeah. figure out which one is so which. So I have red hair. Jen has dark yes. hair. Yes. I sound She's like this. She's the redhead. I Do am a louder number. and annoying sometimes. She has the soothing <laughs> voice. Yeah. I don't know. You You know who I am. And then I often sometimes lately have sounded like I'm too excited and maybe on some drugs. <laughs> I don't know. I get very animated and Jess soothes us and cracks the jokes that I laugh uh, at. I don't, I don't think I crack jokes. But you make me oh, laugh. So nice. like whenever I, you, I just hear myself, I take out a lot of them when we're editing, but you just hear me in the background going <laughs> like quiet laughing because you I make me laugh. I did realize the other day I had like So anyway, a, that's me. That's I laughed me. the other day and I had the most horrible laugh and I was like, oh my God, is that my laugh? It was hard. You know, when you ever laugh and then you hear yourself like echo and like, whoa, 
You're with I don't people. know. I feel like I don't make you laugh enough because no, I don't know. Untrue. 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 I think I just, you know, just I need to be laughing more. I need to be laughing more. Okay. Let's talk about what is going on in this episode. You had an amazing Today. interview with somebody who I need to meet. Okay. I need to like fall into the hands of this person. You do. Sandra Lanchin Chu. Her company is Treatment by Lanchin. I hope so. She has a very authority. Yes. Yes. She has a great TikTok. She's authoritative. She's one of those people that like, I would never hear Sandra up talking, you know, <laughs> Can she knows her up talking like, like facial therapist. Like, no, I mean, there's people it's, Oh, Oh, that would be hard. Cause you'd spend the whole session being like, does she oh want me to say that? <laughs> no, that's not, that's not Sandra. She's, I mean, well, she's a medical practitioner. So I think that that's where that authority comes from. So she's a licensed acupuncturist and tr a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner based in Brooklyn, New York. And so she focuses her practice on patients who need help with their skin. So my friend, Katie Becker, she actually used to be the beauty director at Elle. She used to suffer from acne and went to Sandra. And it was like over the course of the years that she, her, her skin is just completely transformed. And Sandra's like really good at working with these like tricky cases of skin conditions. So that's what she does. But when I met her, we got into talking about TCM. So she explains what TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, is and how some of those practices have made their way into modern skincare. I'm thinking of like face rolling, mm -hmm. gua sha. Well, she dispels a lot of myths because I feel like I was so guilty of this, frankly. I thought like gua sha was like completely pointless. And she schooled me that like what I'm seeing online is a watered down kind of like culturally appropriated version of that because it's actually a medical thing they do in TCM. So she talks about that. She does love the facial gua sha that you and I know from like the, the gua sha tools. She loves it. It explains why it's, why it's helpful, but also what it's not. So she's there's a into lot of misinformation online, especially like with videos. She is into gua sha? She is, but she wants us to, she absolutely is. But what she wants us to understand is the context. Like don't just go buying a tool, not understanding like the, what you're doing. There's like a rich history to it and it can be done wrong when you do it on your body, which where, which is where it's traditionally done when it's used for medical practices. So she loves it. She loves it. No, moving your face is a big part of her practice. She likes facial exercises and all these things. I think we just wanted to have like a more nuanced conversation about like where this okay. came from and why what you're seeing. Sure. It's great for you, but like what is because, it really? And what can okay, it do? And what can't it do? I can't wait to hear this because like yeah. I have been a little skeptical of like using a gua sha recently. Like, Same. like what, what can it actually do for you? So this is, this is must, must, a must listen. And I also have to send this to, to some people because I was kind of like, I don't need that thing. But maybe we do need these things. Should I start washing again? Should I take them out of my I think closet? we need them in the right, in the right yeah, context. Yeah, in the right context with the right technique. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was with you, which is sort of why I wanted to do this. So Sandra's here. She's going to school us with regards to TCM. Right, Plus, you. she's just a delight and so informative. And here she is. Sandra, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi. Thanks, Jen, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. And now I've seen you in person because I've been to for treatments with you in Williamsburg and Brooklyn, but I've been saving all my questions for the podcast. You thought I had a lot of questions then? Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love questions. I always tell people Q&A is my favorite thing. Oh, good, good, good. Well, before we get into like everything that you do, let me hear about you. So like, where did you grow up, Sandra? What were you like as a kid? <laughs> I grew up in Seattle, Seattle, Washington, and kind of a loud mouth, but also very... I would say I was a fun-loving kid and also stressed because when I was in high school, believe it or not, you know when everyone gets like, oh, most athletic, most, what are the things? Like most outgoing, oh, yes. most- Superlatives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I got? <laughs> well, most, you said loudmouth, but what, what was it? I was a loud mouth when I was little. I remember um, oh, okay. my friend's parents would always be like, shh. And then, oh <laughs> and then later in high school, everyone was getting their mosts, 
right? And um, yeah, I didn't I, get any of those. What did you did it? You? Well, yeah. I wish I didn't. I would rather have gotten nothing than what I got, which What'd was um, most stressed. What? <laughs> Who wants to hear? Oh gosh, were you like very intense? Were you like I guess academic or? Yes, I was academic. You know, Chinese parents, they really, I mean, the stereotype was real at my house. I, you know, really was pushed to get really good grades, had to get the top grades. I Clearly, was, it stressed you out. Yeah, it was stressful. I mean, my parents were just, you know, not, they were just doing what they thought would be good for me, right? But um, they had me start studying for my SATs when I was in seventh grade. Oh, wow. I know. Okay. Is, is that a The word got around the high school and people were like, you know, this goes hands in hand with stress. We're just going to give her this title. I'm sorry. If they could see you now relaxing the faces <laughs> of thousands of stressed out other people, it's like night and day, right? I guess it's part of the origin story, right? Like later you become someone who helps other people become relaxed, maybe because you didn't know how. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. And that's why I asked you what you were like, because I feel like it so informs who people end up. Yeah. So yeah, obviously that's part of your origin story. You've turned things around and used it as your superpower. I was just looking at your website before we started talking. And I knew this about you. You have so many letters after your name. <laughs> like your parents should be proud. I know not two of them are like MD or whatever, but like we've got an LAC, an MSTCM. Like clearly you went above and beyond and have a bunch of degrees. So can you tell me about like education and training that you have? Yeah. Well, I um, LAC stands for licensed acupuncturist. So that's my license. And then okay. MSTCM is my master's degree in Chinese medicine. So it stands for Master's of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And so that was basically a four-year program after regular college. What do they call that? Um, like a master's degree. Yeah, you got you got a degree, right, in economics. And yes, a college degree you were stressed in stressed out banker. <laughs> I was a very stressed out banker. I was stressed out college student because I was also pre-med. So I thought I was going on the pre-med track, and much to my parents' chagrin, I decided not to pursue med school at the end of college. So I had a degree in economics as well. So I went with that and that's how I ended up in banking and the corporate world. So a little bit yeah. of a surprise for a lot of people to hear that. But after some years bouncing around in the corporate world, trying to figure out what is it that I really want to do, you know, who am I, what, what is the right path for me? I ended up in Chinese medicine school, and that's where I learned for approximately four years. Like People don't realize that we train for a really long time, and four years is a long time. So, And the training is in traditional Chinese medicine as an overall field, and then specifically you'll train in acupuncture, um, like, for instance, you'll learn about needle technique, but also the principles behind needling and herbal therapy, herbal medicine as well. So, and then all the things in between because Chinese medicine, people, I don't know if people just think it's like acupuncture and herbs, but it's also cupping, it's also gua sha, it's also moxibustion and all these other things that are part of the system. Do you call those modalities? What are, what are, what are those called within traditional Chinese medicine. Are those different modalities, techniques? Techniques, yeah. Chinese, oh, techniques. Modalities, okay. modalities, techniques. Yeah, because in modern day, traditional Chinese medicine houses all of these things. But in mm -hmm. the olden days, you might have, you know, just gone to an herbalist who really just did herbs, you know, and was a real specialist in herbs or yeah. um, in acupuncture or in just moxibustion, which is where you burn these Chinese herbs that have a special penetrative power to infuse heat into acupuncture points and other places in the body that might require it. I, I think of that as almost like a needle, except instead of a needle, it's heat. 
being being okay. the needle. So did you have to know who would a person back in the day have to know which specialist to go to the way it's like, oh no, I hurt my hip. I have to go to the orthopedist. Like we have specialists now, or would you have your like GP of TCM who said, okay, I'm going to send you over to the acupuncturist for this? I think this is going to be my best guess, but I think back in the olden days, there was probably like the village or, you know, in the town, whoever was known as the healer. So you just, you go to the local healer and they do whatever they do. And a lot of people had a medicinal lineage passed down through their family. So, you know, you'll meet quite a few people whose whole family are healers, uh, acupuncturists Mm -hmm. or herbalists. And so it was a real cultural tradition. The the medicine is also a cultural tradition, not just a medical system. Often Chinese medicine is called medicine of the people. And so many people are basically practicing Chinese medicine because when you learn it formally over here, you realize, oh my God, these, if this is what I'm learning is Chinese medicine, like my family has been doing it since I was little, (laughs) right? (laughs) But of course there's degrees, you know, my parents aren't master Chinese medicine healers. I mean, people who are that are just incredible and really, really special. And um, not that my parents aren't, but just, you know, if you are good at that kind of thing, if you've been raised to be a healer or a martial artist, because, you know, they're often linked. The medicine and things like martial arts are very interconnected. So the same principles live within both kinds of things. So it's just, you know, such a part of, that's what I mean. It's such a part of the culture and it just permeates everywhere in the culture. Like there was other students that were like, Chi, this is a brand new concept to me. And you probably had an instinctual knowledge of a lot of this stuff when you got to your, your, your education. In Somewhat, some more than others. Like my, personally, my family wasn't like some others, like some people that I meet, their families were just super into Chinese healing concepts. And my parents were definitely hyper-focused on just really surviving in, they're they're the immigrants. So they're the ones that moved here. They were raised in Taiwan. They came here when they were graduate students. So they were really focused on just surviving in, in this culture. And so, you know, the concepts of qi, I think I, I don't have clear memories of my parents talking to me about qi, but I, I feel like it's just something that comes up because, you know, my mom will be reading the Chinese newspaper and it'll talk about, oh, you should do this exercise for keeping your qi strong and healthy. So it was just something where you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. But I, I never asked, like, what is qi? Because it was just talked about. And I jumped ahead and here I am just bringing it up. What is Qi, actually, like, let's talk about the basic tenets of traditional Chinese medicine. Can you, sure. like, give us a little a little primer of your four years of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> that you studied and continue to study this day? You know, Chinese medicine is basically, to me, it's a system that is trying to understand, observe, and learn from nature. You know, we see the body as a series of relationships, right? So there's the relationship between the forces of heat and the forces of cold in your body, in nature, and it behaves the same way. So Chinese medicine came out of observing the patterns of nature, the way nature works basically, and said, okay, this is happening outside of us. This is the same thing that's happening within. We're also affected by the forces of heat, too much heat and the same thing that happens to plants and too much heat happens to us, maybe slightly differently, but the concept is similar, right? So mm-hmm. it's just really observing nature and saying, okay, that's how we're going to understand this thing that is our human body. And we're going to, that's that how we're, we're going to use. In the same system in nature. So it, it of course, yes. it's going to run on similar principles that feels yeah. like it makes sense to me. Yeah, we come um, from nature just like plants come from nature and animals come from nature. And of course, we're going to have the same things that power nature are going to power us. Yeah, like moon phases, circadian rhythm. Like there's a reason we have 28 days in our menstrual cycle, you know, like that makes yes. sense when you when you say it that way. But it, it also brings up 
I mean, skincare and dermatology, which is your specialty, mm-hmm. how does TCM approach dermatology and like, what were you taught and what was your education and, and how did you bring that into your practice? So when I first graduated from Chinese medicine school, I actually went to China for a year and I studied with a few different teachers over there, kind of like, you know, apprentice, master apprentice style. So mm-hmm. then upon returning and starting my, you know, fledgling practice, I would treat, I was a generalist, most acupuncturists okay. back then, that was like 2006. That was 2006. If you remember Netscape was like the browsers that we used to use back then. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> my aging myself. I haven't heard the word Netscape in a long time, Sandra. <laughs> so many people listening aren't even going to know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It was a really uh, janky web browser, guys. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It was one of the firsts. Yeah. No, of course. Of course. And I remember searching for acupuncture one day and the first thing that would pop up back in those days was Quack Watch you know, acupuncture was like one of the number one things on this popular website called Quack Watch because, you know, we were quacks back then. So a lot has happened in not a lot, not a lot of time, which is wonderful for the profession. But back then, those were the times where, you know, you didn't really see a lot of people specializing right out of school. So you would... On a focus, you were general... Yeah. A general, pra- a general, general practitioner in a way of... Yeah. And so you treat whatever comes to your door. A lot mm-hmm. of back pain, a lot of, a lot of pain conditions come to your door. And acupuncture is really good at treating pain of all types. So I would treat everything from pain to fertility. Fertility started to become something that people would really use acupuncture and herbs to support. And heartburn and coughing. Also, Chinese medicine is great for like coughing and respiratory conditions. Really anything. I have facial palsy. I had a few cases. That's that I don't see as often because I feel like people really rely on the doctor. But like that was always an interesting thing to treat as facial palsy. So many different things that I would treat. And then gradually I became more and more interested in skin conditions because it just seemed like a lot of my patients were experiencing skin conditions that the answer from their doctors, and this is no knock to doctors at all, just I just was noticing that what they were given as solutions just really wasn't working for them. And then there was nowhere to go from there. You put me on this oral antibiotic. I still have acne. Now what? Exactly. Or eczema. I go on steroids. It doesn't resolve the condition, it comes back and sometimes comes back worse. So I knew that China, though I didn't at first treat a lot of that, I knew that there was, I knew that there was a way using Chinese medicine to support it that wasn't being used on them with the Western approach. And that I, I knew that it would be, I knew that it was filling in a gap to yeah. work with dermatology conditions. So I started to become more interested in that and slowly started to focus more and more on that. Look, the reality is when you look at the industry of beauty, it's so big, right? Skincare, it's so huge. Obviously, people care about it. Chinese medicine offers such a beautiful way of understanding yourself as a physical being, as an emotional being. And I think that the more you understand about yourself the more you accept about the reality of things is that we do get older, right? But but when you understand your body, for instance, the way that Chinese medicine understands the body is that we're full of these channels of energy that run through us, right? And, And it runs qi, life force, this power that animates us. It runs through these networks. And that's amazing, you know? And so when you... When you understand, at least from a the Chinese medicine way of understanding the physical being and the which is tied to the emotional and spiritual being, right? None of that is isolated in Chinese medicine. It's all one. So when you understand the way that your body works from our perspective, it's you just see what an incredible, miraculous thing it is to be in a body and be alive in a body. And so 
to me, that's something that's missing in the world of beauty is to understand deeper, is to go a bit deeper into, well, what makes my skin look the way I want it to look? Is it going to be a product or is it going to be a change in my lifestyle? Is it, maybe it's understanding that my lungs are connected to my skin because Chinese medicine and, and even in many Western forms of thinking about it, the lungs and the respiratory system and the skin are of one system. Mm-hmm. So when you understand things like that, it's really fascinating how lung chi, therefore, in Chinese medicine has a, has a strong connection to your immune energy. So protection, right? And then your skin is your protective barrier. So yeah. understanding all of these interesting connections about the, how the body came to be the way that it is, Chinese medicine answers a lot of that, which is why a lot of people love it because they're like, oh, I get it. It makes sense to me. It makes me think of a thing that we hear about a lot, which is holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. Is it a type of holistic medicine or what is holistic medicine? Is it different than what you're talking about? I like to say that TCM is the original holistic medicine and Ayurveda. TCM is the OG holistic medicine. It's the OG holistic. (laughs) It's like if you want to understand what holistic means, just look at how Chinese medicine approaches anything, literally anything, so including the skin. And I want to just props to Ayurveda because it's also an old medical system. They're like close cousins and these are ancient medical systems that have a lot of applicable wisdom for today. Yeah. And I think, I think people really feel that when they use these forms of medicine, because it's, again, it fills in this gap that they're not getting from their Western medical experience. Well, it feels like not even a gap. I mean, I I've had a treatment with you. You you don't start like even looking at your face. You literally start with like a quit, like talking to the person for like a good 15 minutes to find out what's going on in their life. Like it's a bottom up way of, I don't think I've ever had yeah. someone who was going to treat my skin, not look at my skin for the first 20 minutes I was with them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That's not a ding. Like it, I just thought it was really interesting. And I'm sure you were asking me questions because you were like doing some checklist in your head of like, okay, I should look for this once I finally get my light on her and see, is that what's going on when you're giving someone a treatment? Yeah, especially when they come to me with a dermatological condition, that's when, you know, my brain goes instantly to what's your menstrual cycle like? What kinds of other heat ways do you experience heat in your body that might be unusual? Are your bowel movements regular? What's going on there? Because there's all these things that you start to think, okay, what could it be? What could it be? And there's usually an answer that is away from the skin. It's usually, I like to say, under the hood. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honeylove, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honeylove came along. Honeylove's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Do you ever freak people out? Like then you get there and say they have like a whole pimple patch on their chin, not their chin. Everybody knows that one, but another one, like along their forehead. And you're like, how's your liver been? And they're like, what? How did you know? Like, are there any examples of that that have happened to you? Yes. But I'll say this is um, usually you look for a few signs that go together. So if I see one one. sign of like, well, like pimples on the forehead, often I say, I think of as, I call them stress bumps because they're often, not always, of course, there's always exceptions, but in general, you know, the kind of heat in the body that is elevated when someone is freshly stressed out, maybe from Mm -hmm. like um, a situation that's going on or, or like a new stress that's come forward the type of heat, lung, stomach, sometimes it'll happen. It'll go right up into in, in, in this area on the cheeks or like even sometimes on the forehead, which isn't like a necessarily a traditional area that's known for stomach and lung heat. But I just think of it that way because that's like a, when there's like a new heat, like from a new mm. stress, you know, because it so goes a right up. Of those- and you'll ask a question like, hey, what's going on in your life? And people yes. are surprised that you, re- that you know what's going on in their life. Yeah, because the forehead. So in one way to understand the connection of face to the rest of the body is to look at the quadrant. So sometimes when you are thinking about the, the upper part of the face, you'll think about the upper part of the body. Middle part of the face, you'll 
think about well, what's going on in the middle part of the body and lower part of the face, lower part of the body. Uh, that's one way to think about those connections. There are other ways that sometimes don't feel like they are, what's the word that they don't match? Like there are other facial reflexology regions that maybe don't match what I just said. So mm-hmm. all of these things can be true, which is funny thing in Chinese medicine is different ways of understanding networks and locations and connections can be a little different, but they're all can be true at the same time. And so that's something that is often confusing when you first start to learn Chinese medicine. So then does it, it like, does it kill you when you see online, like somebody just maps out a facial map for you? If your pimple's here, this is what's wrong with you. If it's like, because it sounds like it's not that simple. It's not that simple. And I, yeah, when I see that, I'm just like, hmm, it doesn't really impact me. I just move along. <laughs> <laughs> I would get, if I had studied something for four years and I do it day in, day out, I w- I, maybe this says something about my chi. I don't know. <laughs> well, just no, I mean, maybe, I mean, I will admit, yes, there's some times when I'm like, oh man, like this, someone will really be like, I know what I'm talking about, you know, and, and really be teaching people about maybe like a facial reflexology map. And you can tell they didn't train in Chinese medicine because uh, there's a certain way that Chinese medicine practitioners speak. And it's usually not so simplified. You know, if it's a simple answer, it's usually not from us, <laughs> right? Because it's, okay. it's always nuanced. So, and it's no, never the I same mean, for different people. Like one answer for yeah. one person is different for another. So that's usually how Chinese medicine people talk is, well, it depends on the individual. No, that's a good heads up if you see something or hear something and you want to know if it's legit within the kind of practice that you're talking about. You bring up one uh, thing that I wanted to talk about, like, you know, that there's like misconceptions online. We were talking about gua sha and like how people think it's quote unquote lymphatic drainage, which they think is something that we don't even know. Could we get into that for a second? Yes. Can we please? Can we please talk about this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is actually how, like the first thing we talked about because I am guilty of this. I thought I, I actually thought gua sha meant the name of the tool, the little scraper that people use on their face very gently, like to do a little facial exercise. School me, school us. What what is what is gua sha? Okay, so gua sha is a technique within the system of Chinese medicine, and it is ancient. It has very old historical records. Many records suggest that it's even older than acupuncture. So gua sha is the technique of, it's often translated as scraping, which sounds a little uncomfortable, but it's just the rough translation. But it is a frictioning technique. You're creating friction on the body, on the skin. And in most of the world, when you say gua sha, it's referring to this medical technique where you are frictioning parts of the body that usually are like the neck, the back, the shoulders, but can be done also like on the arms or different parts of the chest, for instance. You can do it in different parts of the body. It's most commonly done on the face, or sorry, on the neck and the back. And it can create a thing called, we call it sha. So gua sha means scraping and then sha, sorry, Gua sha is gua is scraping, and then sha is the, that red stuff that comes up. That's sha. The you know technical term in English would be therapeutic petechiae, which just means okay. little red spots on the skin, and that's what gets pulled out of the body when you do gua sha, and that represents blood stagnation in the body that has been released. So that's why. It looks red. So this has and nothing to do with your lymph fluid moving along. No, the first connection that gua sha has to the body, and, and at least that, you, and this is what you'll learn in Chinese medicine school, is to the blood. It's it's a yes, it's the blood dispelling um, blood stagnation, and it's allowing for a better flow of blood circulation in your body. And that's really important in Chinese medicine. Blood circulation. So you think of it as like a circulation-focused treatment. Yeah, like a reset to your circulation. And I think something really important to know is that in Chinese medicine, you could almost say that we are literally obsessed with circulation. 
everything, if there's a problem, there's usually a problem with the circulation. There's a problem with the free flow of something, blood, mm -hmm. energy, chi, or fluids, right? Which is lymphatics, but it's all of it. So it's not just about lymphatics. And I find that, you know, Western aesthetics is very hyper-focused on just lymphatics and coming from a Chinese medicine point of view, it feels like that's missing the other things like blood circulation and energy circulation. And so it, but it also feels like every facialist and every like skincare brand, like just came out with like a gua sha tool. Does that like, what do TCM practitioners think of that? They're like, why are all you Americans just like scraping your chins with this? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do they just think it's like so out of context? Well, I think if you, if you are, you know, sitting, uh, let's say you're sitting at lunch with a bunch of Asian Chinese medicine practitioners, it's a very different yeah. conversation at that table than, she's um, <laughs> <laughs> being so politically correct right now. You can tell us we're stupid. I didn't make the gua sha tools, but you know what I mean? They just appeared like, like within the last five years, yeah. every brand founder and their mom, like, it came out with like a mine's yeah. jade. Oh, really? Mine's rose quartz. It's like, does the stone even does it what the material matter even? I don't think the material matters for the result. I think the material matters more for your experience, which is valid oh, like and real, right? It. Like if you enjoy rose quartz, it gives you a little lift in your heart. Then that's then that's the tool for you to use. Right. Cause the, you do the gua to get a sha result. When when you go to Asia or when you learn gua sha, or if you just go to Asia and you say the words, if you say gua sha, they're not thinking the thing you do to your face, right? They're thinking, oh, you yeah. want to get, you know, the thing that pulls up red petechiae on, on your back because, oh, you must have pain or maybe you're feeling sick because that's what it's mm -hmm. used for and, and it's most effective. It's in, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. effective for treating. And then facial gua sha came to the States and just was such a social media hit that it just spread like wildfire. And I was watching it happen and just like totally baffled at how something could spread like that so quickly. And soon thereafter, everyone and their mom was selling a gua sha tool and not really understanding what it is and where it comes from. I had someone I met um, a who's a friend now say to me, oh, you know, I thought gua sha was a term the cosmetic industry just made up. And she said that her daughter's friend is Chinese. Her best friend is Chinese. And, and her mother told her, oh, no, no, that's from Chinese medicine. <laughs> that's not made up. That's, that's real. That's yeah, legit. L'Oreal didn't just like trademark some new term to get us all to be doing facial. Yeah. Well, what would you call it? Manipulation, exercise, scraping? What do you do with it? Like, what can the tool do? What can the technique do? And why do you use it in your practice? So I use it in all the ways, you know, it's, it's used for one, which is medically. So if someone comes in with a cold or like, uh, is it feeling under the weather? Like they're about to come down with a cold, needs an immune boost. That's a great time to use gua sha. I love to do it on the neck, check out what's happening with the blood stagnation on the neck. Usually it's pretty, you know, intense. Like a lot of red will come up and you know, you needed to get their flow going and that exactly. was what they needed. Yeah. Okay. When you're doing gua sha and you look down and there's just all this deep redness through like, let's say the neck, maybe down the shoulders and into the back, you know, that's a satisfying moment for a practitioner because you, that means you're able to release and remove so much stagnation. And often that's when you see- And we're not talking about just like red inflammation from like the friction of the tool. This is something that would st stick around like a couple hours, right? Like you would see it visibly almost yeah. like a bruise. Yeah. But red. Like, um, okay. Yeah. It, it looks very scary to foreigners who, you know, foreigners meaning non-Asian people, that have never been exposed to it before. And in fact, in the 90s and the early 2000s, if there were cases of Asian children being called to child services because they would show up at school with these things that looked like something people had never like red seen. red marks on your neck could look like strangulation marks or something for Yeah, like abuse. Else. Yeah. Oh, and that's so sad. It's really sad. Cultural sensitivity training, people. Yeah, like, and people on. didn't know. And so... 
you know, there would be, there's a few cases of Asian parents being sent to child services because people couldn't believe that that was a health technique, you know, a healing technique. They thought for sure it was abuse. So, you know, that's actually, if you want to know what some of the Asian practitioners or just even Asian people think when, you know, Westerners now just whitewash washa and are like happy to raise it up as something they sell and that they're an expert at. It's like, mm, you didn't really go through those times when we were made to look like we're monsters for you yeah. know, something that for comes from our this. culture. Yeah. And for something that is used out of a hundred percent good intentions, you know? So that's one of the, the complaints there with the cultural appropriation of gua sha is the people that are appropriating it have no idea what the people that you know, whose culture it from had to go through at one point in time. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I'm all over the place. Where was I? Oh, so gua sha. No, I was yeah, asking so you how, how you use it. Yeah. Love using it for boosting the immune system. So fall, it's fall right now. This is a great time to get a gua sha treatment or like a cupping treatment just to, you know, reset your immune system for fall. I love using it for pain you know, especially when, you know, so many people have neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain. It's great for that. But even, you know, if someone comes in and they have an internal disorder, you know, even if they have stomach pain, you might do gua sha down their back and it, to help resolve the stomach pain. So it can be used for internal disorders. There's research that shows that it's effective for treating hepatitis and cervical conditions and migraine. So it's it's got that kind of research behind it. Now, facially, I also use it facially, which is far more gentle than the way that you would use it on the body. On your face, it should feel yummy, right? Not and like- what are the benefits of this? Like you put on a mist, like you say, and then an oil and, and you follow the technique. What could someone expect to see? Like they're not getting the shot result. They're not trying to find pathology. No. We're not curing pain. What What is the point? So and I, I don't mean that to sound rude. No. I don't, like literally. Yeah. Why? Well, why should we do this? <laughs> so facially, that motion of stroking, that's gua sha is a stroke. That's how what I think of with gua sha. Like how is it different than a massage or actual lymphatic drainage is it's this stroking technique right? And you can stroke on different levels. You can stroke onto the muscle where you're making sure that you're really in contact with the muscle. You can stroke a little bit lighter where you're just mostly like in contact and connection with the skin. You can stroke even lighter than that, which is that's the level that you would be quote, like talking to the lymphatic system or the fluids is super, super, super light. Once you're beyond a super feather light pressure, you're no longer in lymphatic territory, right? So like that's, and if you observe lymphatic drainage technique, lymphatic drainage technique, it's a very light touch that's often has a pumping motion to it to pump, gently pump the lymphatics into the direction that you want it to go. So gua sha is not that, it's a stroking it's repetitive stroking. It's usually mm-hmm. in a single direction. So sometimes I see people doing gua sha like they're painting a wall, and that's not gua sha. Um, that's more maybe like a massage or you know. With Should the I tool. even get? I'm afraid to even bring up face rollers. I'm afraid to bring up face rollers, oh, but now I have to do it because that's like I've seen people just like rolling all over their face like they're painting a wall. Can like does that do anything? Well, rollers are different because rollers aren't gua sha. Right, because so, they're lighter. They're lighter top. Yeah, right. Well, because they're um they're around like it's kind of like a foam roller, right? But like piece of jade. So it's yeah. it's rolling like a wheel. So you're not actually engaging with the tissues in the same way. It's a rolling pressure, but it's not a frictional stroke. Does that have any basis in TCM, the facial rollers? Like, where did that come from? All of a sudden, everybody's got their facial roller and their gua sha scraper. That's a good question. I think that it has existed in Chinese aesthetics for a really long time. Um, But, Hmm. you know, when you go to school for Chinese medicine, you don't learn jade rollers. (laughs) 
picturing. I'm starting to get the giggles because I just picture like one of your teachers who's like 40 years of knowledge, like looking at the beauty stuff for sale at Ulta and being like, what the hell? I like, but the they do come from Chinese culture, the rollers. They're just not okay, brought okay. into the realm of medicine. That's why I always tell people, please follow Chinese medicine practitioners when you think about gua sha, because gua sha is not the level of this rollers. Is, it's more serious. This is more medical. Yeah, I yeah. took us off topic, but I, I'm sorry. So no. as, as you're doing that stroking and the result would be what after immediately, but also after you do it repeatedly over you know weeks? So on the face we're looking for the same thing that you would get on the body, just not as intense. So we're still looking for an improvement in the flow of blood circulation. And that's, to me, one of the first things I always think about as far as a benefit of gua sha. So it's improving the smooth flow of blood circulation, of energy circulation, and fluid circulation, all of it. And so that, and it is releasing or relaxing tension in the fascia and the tissue. So myofascial tension is also released as a result of that stroking. And so what that does on the face is it can change the facial shape. So let's say someone's puffy. When you do gua sha, you can see the cheekbones come out. You can see sculpting start to happen in the jawline. And that distinction between the jawline and the neck can come out, especially when you work the neck with the face, which I think is really important in any kind of facial work is that you're working. And this wasn't just fluid that got moved around, which was my misconception. I think a lot of people's, this was, I am manipulating fascia and musculature in a way that is exercising the face to change its appearance. More releasing, like in the way that Think of like when you get a massage, like a body massage, and you go, oh, yes. I feel so good. My muscles are so relaxed and released. That's more of what gua sha is doing. And, then, and your face just holds differently because it's not all tensed up. Exactly. Because we hold okay. our face in the patterns of our tension, right? So, and everyone's pattern is different. For instance, some people really- Oh, like resting bitch face. Resting bitch face. That is you know, a very- choreographed set of muscles that are active when you have a resting bitch face or just like I always say to people and my patients get to know what your focus face is so I know I have a focus face which is when I'm really like work thinking something through on my computer or I'm working over someone and really thinking about something my face has the shape that it makes when I'm super focused and it's not good for aging (laughs) it looks something like this like my lips purse and my depressor angularis oris is like fully in action, depressing my lips down. Outer corners of her mouth. Yes. Yeah. Outer corners and your of the bar- mouth. And your brow even like furrowed a little Furrows, bit. Furrows. Yeah. Like I'm like, right. And so you do that over time and those muscles learn to stay active or shortened, you would say. And that is going to change the shape of your face, which is why I think Oh, and not to mention the collagen increasing over time, like maybe you form a wrinkle in some of those spots, I could imagine. Yes. And why? Because when you have chronic tension, just like if you can imagine chronic tension in a muscle on your neck, oftentimes that muscle will have a knot. It will be hard. It will be stiff. And you really feel it because it's a big muscle, say, in your neck. But in your face, there are little muscles. So you might not have that recognition oh, it's a stiff muscle and it's got little knots in it, but it still happens on your face. And Mm -hmm. so gua sha, I think, is a great way to add a little extra power to any kind of manipulation, whether it's facial massage or even like a lymphatic, actual lymphatic drainage technique. It's It's a great modality that can add some extra power to releasing those things like your muscle tension with the, with the little knots that can grow in areas that are chronically tense. As we're running out of time, we didn't even talk about products. We talked about one tiny portion of like what is your practice and how you work these <laughs> days, like how you've taken TCM into this practice do, that you do. Are you also an esthetician or no? No, I'm I'm not an esthetician. But but you do I noticed there were some bottles on the wall in your oh, <laughs> treatment <yes>. room. <laughs> well, so because I did, work with skin. Right. 
So I'm just curious, other than sunscreen and maybe moisturizer, are you on board with that at least? Like a little hydration and some sunscreen. Okay. Well, my favorite way to moisturize is with the the combo of a hydrating mist with a facial oil. And I just think that's What's your mist? What's your mist of choice? I noticed that on my gua sha directions and I was like, oh crap, I don't have a mist right now. Well, mists because they help oils work better and integrate better into your skin. A lot of people tell me how much they hate facial oils. And if I ask them, okay, but are you making sure your skin is damp first? No. Okay, that's why you could hate it. Could I just it. wet my face? You can't. Or do I have to have... Oh, okay. So it could be a spray bottle with like distilled water or something. 100%. Actually, I love oh, that for right. people with perioral dermatitis or something where their skin is easily reactive. I love distilled water for their hydrator. I'll usually, for those patients, have them go get a you know jug of it and then pour it into a spray bottle and use that as a hydrator. Yeah, oh it my just God, we just saves people like hundreds of dollars. There you oh go. Oh yeah, guys. skincare does not have to be expensive. <laughs> there is a solution for all budgets and it's fun to also play with skincare when it gets into the luxury range too if you know that's your bag. Okay, so, so tell me your luxury facial mist that you love that like Sandra's like Luxury on the back shelf. Mist. That's the good, good. I feel like I have a different favorite mist for different things. So my general all-purpose favorite is Josh Rosebrook's Hiding, Hydrating Accelerator. Wonderful okay. all-purpose. Works for so many different skin types and so many different people just love it, including loving the scent, which is important when it's something you put on your face. Oh, yeah. You should love the scent. Another one that I really like functionally is Marie Veronique's balancing hypotonic. I feel like that is just like the mother of deep fluid hydration. But just so you know, it's not, there's no anything added that has a scent to it. So it literally smells like, like a vitamin, you know, when you open like a vitamin bottle, it kind of smells like that. (laughs) So some people are like, what is this you're giving me? No, they want their like, yeah, their me time. Yeah. But I'm like, it works. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then what about the oils? You said then you like to follow with an oil. What are some of the oils that you tend to rely on a lot? I depends totally on skin type. For someone How with, about you personally? Me personally, I well, I'm currently actually using an oil that we are um formulating. So um oh, that's okay. what I'm using. But I also really like for fall and winter season an oil by my have torn. Um it's like a Swedish brand that people don't really know a lot about. And I just find that their oils are very beautifully, have a beautiful texture, which is something I look for, is the way that an oil feels and looks on the skin. Um, Because I find that generally speaking, most oils do their job of moisturizing. So the extra, the little bonus for me that really gets me obsessed with an oil is how its texture is and how it feels against the skin. Oh, yes. I'm like getting like excited just talking about it because like when you put on the right kind of oil and it just sinks in and slips and is nice. And it feels, some oils feel velvety on the skin and then others just feel kind of like meh. It just kind of feels like it's sitting there. Yeah. And then some just feel like silky velvet. I love those. I I actually really love singular oils a lot, which are, by the way, not terribly expensive to buy a singular oil. Like just like a carrier oil, like a sunflower seed oil. I love squalane. Oh, just squalane. Okay. I also really love black seed oil. Do you ever use that? I just heard about this for the first time. What is black seed oil? Nigella sativa is the Latin name. And I believe it's... It comes from the region of Egypt and Ethiopia, and it's people often ask if it's it's not black sesame seed. It's it's, it's something called black seed, and it's just a really versatile oil and used not only topically but internally. So I I mean I could ask you a million more questions, and and maybe we're gonna have to do part two because we haven't gotten into a lot of the other parts of the practice that you have. But as our time winds down, I do have a special little... So Fat Mascara, we do this all the time, uh, a speed round at the end of our interview sessions. I didn't prep her for this. Her, oh, my her, God. You're getting your high school stressed out face no. at me, Sandra. Uh, here goes my <laughs> focus face in action. <laughs> no, it's easy and fun. I'm going to ask you five quick questions. Like, what habit of yours would your TCM mentors and teachers frown at? Do you have, like, any bad, unhealthy habits? 
maybe watching too much YouTube. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I bet you have your concentrating face on when you do it. So <laughs> depends on what I'm watching. It's true. Okay. If you're feeling unbalanced, what do you do? Like, what's the thing that really centers you? Whether it's like a place you go, a person to talk to, a book you read, music you listen to, what centers you? Two things come to mind. Naps. I love a nap. I feel like a nap is an easy centering thing to do and it's free. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Good luck, everybody, (laughs) with your naps. (laughs) But the other thing is, which is the opposite of free, is I will go look for a spa to just have two, three hours to just be on vacation, but not actually have to get on a plane. And so I think that's really nice for me to um, recenter, but also um, restore. Because, you know, working, working with patients is such a wonderful thing. There's nothing that has taught me more, but it can be exhausting. You know, after a long oh, I can't imagine day yeah. week sucking so, up all their energy all day long. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to go and have a spa experience. I find that so restorative. That's ah, a boring answer. Well, restorative. I was going to ask you when you're tired, like what energizes you? I mean, even if it's a beverage or whatever, or a song, or what? What do you do to like get in the mode? Again, naps. That's just wonderful. <laughs> It's all about balance. See how she just keeps bringing it back to that? It makes you energetic and it calms you down. What are you going to say about my last question that I always... Wait, I'm It's going to be naps. The answer, all five questions is naps. No, the next one will not be. What is your favorite indulgent snack? Gelato. Oh, what flavor? Uh, Stracciatella. Oh, classic. Classic. So good. So good. That sounds delicious. And then I ask this question a lot, and I don't think the answer can be naps, actually. But how do you wind down at the end of the day? So, like, you're getting ready for bed or whatever. Like, don't even say it. What, <laughs> like, what, what do you like to do to, like, just, like, it's, like, let's go into move into the evening hours? I like to make sure all the lighting is dim. And I like to, yes. I like to light candles. I feel like no one has ever said that yet. And I think I do that instinctually. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. It really talks to your nervous system. You know, that like that wind down of the lights is like winding down. It just tells your energy to drop. Do you know what, do you know what you just did? You just brought it back to nature, just like TCM. Oh, and in nature, (laughs) perfect. Sunset comes, it tells your body very gradually wind it down people like if you need a question what do your teacher would tell you look to nature and here we are look to nature and you, you know planned what? that didn't you <laughs> you just <laughs> set me up a volley I perfect with okay. perfection yeah Ali ooped it there <laughs> well you know we're at the perfect moment to talk about that kind of thing because as we wind into fall and you know, everyone gets bummed out because the sun is setting earlier and they get stressed out about it getting dark at like five or six. Candles. So soothing. No, it's that you don't have to tell me twice, right? It's a worthy Mm -hmm. investment. If you know, you should be, you know, blessed to be able to get yourself those. They're always freaking $70, but still. Wait, what's your candle of choice? I actually do often ask people this. I forgot to ask you. I am always trying different candles to see which ones I love. But what I do really love is those salt holders, you know, those Himalayan salt holders. Oh, yeah. I think that a little tea light in there is really, really soothing visually. There's something really relaxing about it. They make a glow, don't they? That's nice. Yeah. It's like this warm glow. And um, I have a few. And if you light them all, you know, in your home or in your space, it's really soothing. Especially like as that. the sun goes away from us, you know, we can, we can balance with fire energy. When we <laughs> I didn't mean it. to wrap it up all perfectly. I know what you do is it <laughs> like a, a, a true science and very complicated. I can't wish in an hour to like learn that much about it, but I appreciate you coming on to give us a little taste of, of what it is you do. Thank you. Oh, that was so fun. Thanks for letting me chat about Chinese medicine. I feel like I chatted your ear off. Well, that's what podcasts are about. So thank you. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. 
head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product with you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.